Hello, everybody, and welcome to a game show's, I suppose, extra episode. I am your host, Jordan Haas. I'm recording this in August. I finished recording all the episodes of game shows, I suppose, publicly, but some game shows I just felt the urge to want to talk about. Um, but I didn't feel like it should put it publicly because I don't think this is like going to be a regular thing, if that makes sense. There's already been bonus episodes by this time. You've probably already heard a couple of them on Patreon. But this Patreon-exclusive one is kind of after the fact, shall we say. So I kind of feel like a hypocrite at the same time wanting to really talk about this important game show. Uh, the reason I wanted to talk about this was because it's one of the hallmarks of game shows in general. If out this game show, a lot of twists, a lot of turns, a lot of surprises that you see in other shows, not just game shows, would not have ever existed. We're talking about the only game show I could think of that has its own city in New Mexico. Truth or Consequences. And that's what I wanted to talk about today because I, I feel like, look, I'm not going to really want to do game show talk that much, mostly because I'm a little frustrated. There's so many game show podcasts out there now that I feel like me rambling is just kind of just like not worth it. However, it's December. Merry Christmas. Here's some content. Uh, this is a show called True for Consequences. Uh it was developed and created by Ralph Edwards. Uh, Ralph Edwards is uh, a guy who is one of the funniest people around and was an iconic television like creator. Uh, he produced dozens of game shows. He created Name That Tune in seventies, uh, Knockout, uh, and in 1996 did the dating show Bzzzed with Ann Wood. That was a Ralph Edwards Stu Billet production. Uh, so. <laughs> It's very weird to hear about Ralph Edwards. Now, Ralph Edwards is this very funny, quick-witted guy who had a radio show. His voice was kind of, you know, infectious. It's kind of silly, like he's telling a joke, but he's really just reading it, and it was a vibrant, happy feel, because you got to think radio of the 1930s and 40s. In this show that we're talking about, True for Consequences, it made it start in radio and made the progress over to the television, rightfully so, and was on the air for about 38 years. On and off, of course, but mostly 38 years. It's one of the most unique game shows, and this is where I have to like celebrate this game show. It's one of the most celebrated game shows because, uh, for starters, uh, there was an iconic one of the most iconic comic book covers of all time was superman on the radio version of true for consequences with a cartooned ralph edwards reading questions of course a more demented ralph edwards but not beside the point the idea comes from parlor games like most game shows of any time parlor games the pub quiz games the bar games would develop into these kind of fun little challenges now some you might know like darts would be bullseye and hangman would be wheel of fortune but ralph edwards's idea was forfeits you know dare like basically true for dare without the dare or i mean without the truth or is it with truth and the dare or is it truth with dare i it's it's forfeits uh and when it debuted in 1940 in march it was an instant hit because there was no other show like it. In fact, this is what some people argue is one of the first reality shows 
ever created was truth or consequences, even before Candid Camera or Candid Microphone. Look up the uh, Action Comics 127, December 1948's issue, and you'll see what I mean about truth or consequences. So, if you've never seen truth or consequences before, and because this show pretty much was only a 50s game show and did have a revival in the 80s, most likely you've never seen the show before. Here is how it works. It's one of the most unique game shows ever made. You see a player, a contestant, somebody. I don't know. I don't care. We're going to bring him on stage. We're going to ask them a question. Trick is the question's not trivia. It's always an obscure joke. It's always a bizarre factoid. It's something that the contestant either can't get right because the timer just stopped and you're going to hear an uh, noise or... It's just a setup to a punchline joke. Or even worse, if they get it right because they knew it was easy, it's a two-part question, a three-part question, just to make it even more difficult. The idea being it was supposed to be a silly anecdote to what becomes the game itself, which is the forfeit. The forfeit is the show. Truth or consequences is really about the consequences, not the truth. And this is a show that is so unique because they're the format i just said if you don't tell the truth there's consequences is not really even the format of the show it could be whatever ralph edwards had in mind and it could be ridiculous in terms of what the format is there really it really is the show where anything can happen i should have just said it's the game show where anything can happen because a lot of the time, you're going to see gimmicked contestants. You're going to see gimmicked props, gimmick everything. And it's all... The, 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 the biggest surprise about the show is the contestants are all audience. So they're all picked from the audience. So it's almost like The Price is Right, almost like any other game show that has audience participation. But the catch is that because of you know how to get tickets, you know signing, whatever, uh, there's always little information tidbits about these people in the audience and that's what leads to certain consequences and certain surprises in the game so you got to think 1940s and 50s when it's just this bizarre weird radio show and you're just hearing a guy go well sorry that's not the truth so you gotta pay the consequences and suddenly it's like, so unfortunately, so what we want you to do here is we need you to do this commercial for a fake product. You know, we don't have anyone, so we need you to read this script, and we need you to just talk it out. Uh, and you know what? It's a phone number. Do you know anyone we can call? Your your husband. Oh, where where's your husband work? The the military. Do you think the military will allow that to happen? Well, okay, we'll see. Um. Let's call him up right now. Wait, what? Yeah, let's just call him up. Ring, 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 ring. Hi, uh, is so-and-so there? Uh, no. Oh, okay. Well, this is, uh, this is not, uh, right, is it? Uh, so, is your husband still in the middle? Well, he's kind of been in, in, in camp. Oh, so you barely talked to him. Do you wish you sometimes that he was here? Do you would like if he was here would would that make you feel better? Well, uh look over to your left on that door. There's your husband and then suddenly there's the reunion moment. 
That's right. True for Consequences was one of the first game shows to utilize the reunion as a concept in a TV broadcast. We brought your husband from war. We brought your sister that you haven't talked to in 30 years. We brought your kids. We brought your, your grandma. Whatever is like a surprise to the contestant, oh my God, can't believe it. And that's your big that's your big surprise moment. Now, other TV shows like you know, this is your life would also utilize the surprise moment. Of course, later you would see that be used in daytime talk shows as a heartfelt moment. You would be seeing that in things like Deal or No Deal when they need a gimmick in place. Like, who would you ask if you were here right now? How about them? Other times it was like a beat the clock style challenge. We need you to just pop all these balloons in 30 seconds, but there's whipped cream in them. We forgot to tell you. Whoops. Which would start the uh, the expression, uh, most American people are darn good sports. So when the show aired its 10th year in March of 1950, you got to think, this is 1940. So this show has aired during World War II and even post-World War II. And was a show that was kind of like a, a, the first game show, I would say, that transitions into... The suburban lifestyle that was the post-40s that everyone kind of wants, that peace and prosperity 50s household that weird conservatives, even though it's been over 100, almost 70 years now, please get a life, uh, want. But it was 1950, and Ralph Edwards, because it's been 10 years, and that's rare for TV shows or radio shows to be on the air for that long, uh, as a joke request uh wanted to see if any any place would change the name of their town to true for consequences to celebrate the 10th anniversary in a town by the name of hot springs new mexico took the call literally and actually legally changed their name to truth or consequences uh that happened on march 31st 1950 one day before april fool's day causing ralph edwards to even go yeah this is a bit i get it because april fool's day is coming up i I get no no that's real and because of that realism they did record the 10th anniversary show true for consequences new mexico and he made a deal where every year on the first weekend of may for the next 50 years think cinco de mayo he would put on a ceremony called Fiesta, featuring parade, stage shows, beauty contests, dance ceremonies over at Ray Rogers Edwards Park. And True for Consequences in Mexico still celebrates that Fiesta to this day on the first weekend of May every year. Ralph Edwards is a celebrated icon of True for Consequences New Mexico in the process. Of course, in the 1950s, since the True for Consequences thing was real, Looney Tunes made a parody of that uh, with a cartoon called The Ducksters. Uh, where it was Daffy Duck hosting a show called True For Ah with Perky Pid as the contestant. Uh, but this is where it gets interesting. That's all the radio stuff. So everything is the Radio Ralph Edwards version. But it's also the first game show to air on commercially licensed television. Uh, as a one-off experience, True For Consequences did not appear on TV again until 1950s when the medium actually caught on commercially. We'll get to the NBC TV run in just a bit. Uh, it's also one of the first TV shows that was produced in Hollywood, but was also the first program they broadcast in all four time zones in America on a pre-recorded videotape. The technology, which only been introduced the previous year in 1956, was used only for time-delayed broadcasts to the West Coast. 
So nothing's really changed. We're still stuck three hours behind everyone else. So we're going into the 60s in NBC. Uh, Ralph Edwards uh, would, would do the show. Then Jack Bailey did a TV version from 54 to 56. Uh, and that was a, a, a fun version of the show. Now, Ralph Edwards passed the torch to Jack to do this. And Jack Bailey's uh, version of the show, which also was Steve Dunn's version, uh, was basically just a uh, behind the curtain is the surprise, and that's your penalty. And sometimes it's just like uh, look in this muck with the pig to find like the keys to a car or, or hey, look, it's so-and-so you haven't seen. Or here's a fur coat. Uh, what we forgot to tell you was this fur coat is not made with real fur. It's a fake fur. And it, it was basically a way for the con- for the host to mess with players. It was not really a... It's never really a game show. And then, after 1958, uh, or is it 56, uh there's a new host of true for consequences which become the new face of the show for roughly 11 years actually 19 years actually i think about 19 years almost 20 years and it's a guy by the name of bob barker that's right before the price is right bob barker has already had a successful game show and he was hosting true for consequences now this version of true for consequences was a very silly version of True for Consequences, but it was chock full of hidden camera pranks and really silly games to the point of when I rewatched the Bob Barker version, yeah, there's like things like Barker's Box, where it's like a deal or no deal where you have to keep picking the boxes that have money and not the one that doesn't because if you do, the game ends. There is this, there's all sorts of hidden camera pranks, basically. But the hidden camera pranks are all either on the players or outside the studio or some silly kind of mix of the two. So, for instance, uh, we they had like a hidden camera. There's only a few episodes out on YouTube, so I'm just recalling what I remember. There is a game where Bob Bark in Bob Barker's version of the game, there is three couples backstage. And they are getting the little form because, you know, when you do TV, you have to do a contract like, hi, uh, the production company reserves the right to use our likeness for the TV show. Sign here. Sign here. All likenesses, audio and visual may be used for broadcast purposes. Do to do to do. But what it said was very firmly, the first player to pie their husband receives one hundred dollars in print like it's a legal document hundred dollars to the first couple to pie their husband basically read the fine print is basically the joke of the game and they're just reading it and some of them are ignoring it some people just move past the page and it wasn't until the third couple found the, the 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 text that you saw a pie in the face and suddenly why did you do that why did I, what did you do that for we got a hundred dollars <laughs> And everyone started busting out laughing. There's another one where they got a couple on stage and they were just doing an interview, but they split up the contestants to tell a bit where uh, there was basically a couch and a table and a fruit, like a fruit bowl, right on the couch. And it was basically Bob Barker interviewing the, the couple and making sure that the wife does not see what the husband's doing behind her. 
And all that he has to do is keep grabbing fruit from the fruit bowl and hiding it in their possession. And for every one that they find is, I think, $10. I think 60 is like $10 is like, uh, it's like 50 bucks American now. But it was like just hiding it in his pants, hiding it in his shirt. Just like you're seeing like grapes stick out of the shirt pocket. And they're still just having like a normal conversation as the silly things happening background. So tell me, like, are you a good chef? Like, like, what's your favorite thing you like to cook? Like, yeah, you know, like that's new, you know, microwave ovens. How do you feel about that? Do you think that's great? As the, as the husband's just stuffing like bananas in his pants, the audience is in on the bit. So the only person who does not know is the wife. And it just becomes this very silly, like stealth game within a game, which Look, when you see modern game shows do like hidden tasks like on Big Brother or uh, silly challenges uh, like do the thing without someone noticing like um, what is it deal with it. All of it chalks back to true for consequences. This show is the pinnacle of a lot of major formats. And to me, it's boggling. Like so many game shows just rip off true for consequences in the world of like how many knockoffs are there? When you think of like uh, British uh, Saturday night television shows, like don't forget your toothbrush and Ant and Dex Saturday night takeaway where they're just like, hey, here's so-and-so. We forgot to tell you that we went to your home and found this, and we're going to read from your diary. That's all like stuff that could easily have been pulled on the classic true for consequences. Of course, they wouldn't do anything with like personal possessions. I, true for consequences is, is one where it's like they, they will know who people are, but they are not going to go out of their way to like make them miserable in a angry way, just in a silly way. And sometimes there are very p- big props. So, like, one game I remember 1959's, uh, Bob Barker's uh, True for Consequences. They brought a model on stage, an actress, and they put on really cool sunglasses. Like, think fashionable sunglasses while she's wearing a pearl necklace. Like, you got to think high top model at the time. And it says on the frame of the glasses, Give me a kiss and you'll win $50. They brought in a total stranger on stage uh, who says, I'm up for anything. So the game was basically just, here, let me try and force you to look at the model and kiss her. Bob was really doing anything he can to tell the guy to just give the girl a kiss on the cheek, except for saying kiss her on the cheek just going like, hey, look at those glasses. What do you think of those glasses? Her glasses are really nice. She has really beautiful eyes. Have you seen her eyes? Are you married or single? You are married with your wife. Okay, so I understand you You don't want to do anything intimate with her. I understand that because like, we represent marriages. But, like, you know, she's beautiful. Like, she would be up for, for a kiss, right? Like, yeah, I would be okay with it. You would be, like, would you be okay with that? Like... And it's just going out of his way to the point of the guy is just saying, no, I'm good. No, I'm fine. Yeah, those glasses are okay. And, you know. And then eventually it led to Bob basically saying, like, hey, how about you look really close at those sunglasses? Because, sir, if you just would have looked at the glasses, it would have told you, give her a kiss, you get $50. And then he's he goes, oh, okay, mwah. 
No, no, sir. It time ran out. Uh, you, we gave you five minutes to do this. In some ways, you might call this gaslighting the game show. In other times, you might just think of this as a practical joke show mixed with a game show quiz that's based on fake questions. But unfortunately, the show did come to an end uh, over in the year uh, 1975, I think. Don't feel bad. Bob Barker would go on to do The Price is Right one year earlier in 1974. So he's had two big jobs. He's doing two for consequences, and he's doing The Price is Right. He made the decision to do The Price is Right, and True for Consequences came to an end. Although, as a fun bit, in the 90s, uh, Bob Barker's signature catchphrase, hope all your consequences are good ones, was almost blurted on uh, The Price is Right. So he went like, this is Bob Barker reminding you, hope your consequences are get your pet spayed or neutered. Goodbye, everybody. One year, in, in 1977 and 78, Bob Hilton would try and do True for Consequences in a revival version. This version's hosted by Bob Hilton. Uh, and I will say, uh, I couldn't find any version of the Bob Hilton True for Consequences. However, I will say that Bob Hilton would normally do Fiesta at Fiesta in May think Cinco de Mayo in True for Consequences, he would physically show up there just like what Al Edwards would do and uh, would play True for Consequences with people who are citizens of True for Consequences. And it would be unique games. It's basically a stage show and it's lots of fun and he has a comedic wit and it was very fun. I don't know why I haven't seen why the show would end up... Uh, not not lasting that long uh in the late 70s uh other than maybe uh people just felt like it's time to just pack it up we don't need to uh re reboot this idea but it would make its revival one last time but not through metro media television but through laura martella pictures and beard productions and ralph edwards stubillet productions as they would try to reboot this as True for Consequences, a daily uh, Monday through Friday show from September 1987 to February 1988. This version is hosted by Larry Anderson, a famous magician uh, of the 70s. He did voiceover work in the Spider-Man cartoon in 1977, and he was on Days of Our Lives. And he also hosted a few episodes of Trivia Track in GSN. And has done magic DVDs in in the two thousands, uh, and nowadays advocate for Scientology. So Leo Ramey, congratulations on People Puzzler. In this eighties version of True for Consequences, it was full blown color. It's full on white, and it basically looked like a like the Let's Make a Deal set from the Disney era but more bright white and less TV monitors. Now, this is a comedy show, too. So as Larry Anderson would be basically playing generic 80s game show host, hey, welcome to Truth or Consequences. We have a fun show for you today. There will be truth, but plenty of consequences. Let me meet my co-host over here. It is Murray Langston. Murray Langston uh is uh was known to many as the unknown comic uh is a master pun maker comedy writer uh comedian 
and he acts as the second banana on the show, usually as the funny one to uh, Larry being the straight guy. But other times, it would be played with the prize model, who is Hillary Sapphire. Hillary and, and Murray were basically the comedy duo to basically pad for time whenever they have to set up a consequence on the show, where Larry would try and amp up and try to do small talk as well. It would try to build up different things. There's only really like one episode that's actually full on YouTube, and it is they hit a $500 bill in a bib, like a, a Velcroed bib, and they gave the guy for the entirety of the show, the full half hour, to find the bill in the pies. If they can find the money in the pies, they win it. But, of course, because it's in the bib and not the pies, he is just sticking his face in pies for no reason, goofy idiot. <laughs> but uh, when they do the reveal that the $500 was in the bib, of course, he had this look of like, you fucking kidding me? You God damn it. But then he also got the second reveal. If he would have checked this one pie right over here that we never really sent to him based on the prize assistance, two little people, one named Truth, the other named Consequences, <sighs> they would have seen that there was a key to this new boat. Oh, man, you could have won the boat as well. But, hey, you can still get the key. You just got to go through this pie. And now it's an oversized whipped cream pie. And, of course, he digs in to grab the keys to a pie. Because, you know what? Let's just not, you know what? Shame doesn't matter anymore when we're trying to be fame for, for fortune and fame. So let's dig into a giant pie to win a boat that would be fun for maybe a minute. And that's it. They even had, like, a little challenge where they had two women uh, try and stack appliances to win appliances. But the catch was that one of them uh, was a union uh, proud uh, contractor who knows how to operate a, like a forklift. The other one doesn't. So we did not tell her that the opponent uh, is an expert in forklifting and can do this. So it becomes this race where one's clearly doing well and the other royally eats shit which is the kind of comedy that you expect in things like the generation game, you know, the experts showing how it's done and then someone just failing because they haven't practiced it. But that was kind of what the show was. It is a anything-can-happen game show. So now I can actually explain the other part. So as of 2012, uh, there's always been need for a True for Consequences reboot in the Gurren Company. Uh, because we love Phil Gurren over here uh, from OSIT fame and Weakest Link fame, uh, decided to try and license the show from Ralph Edwards Productions, which is now, I think, Fremont alone, to try and reboot not just Treasure Hunt, my favorite game show with luck base, but also True for Consequences. So 2012, I got the news from TV Guide. And I want to, let me just read this. True for Consequences, one of the most popular game shows from the early days of TV could be making a comeback. The Gurren Company, which produces OSIT for the CW, has licensed the rights to the show and is currently shopping at two networks. True for Consequences is a great collection of game, stunt, hidden camera reunions, surprises, strange talents, and unique guests, as Phil Gurren, presidency of the Gurren Company. It's just a really fun show. We're taking the original show and making it bigger. 
True for Consequences reigned for 38 years on radio and television, including on both CBS and NBC, and later in syndication. The show, which grew and licensed from Ralph Edwards Productions, which launched it on radio in 1939, was Bob Barker's first TV job in 1956. A town in New Mexico renamed itself True for Consequences New Mexico in homage and is still called that to this day. The game show puts ordinary people in unusual and sometimes absurd situations. What's amazing looking at old episodes is that most people would would rather answer the truth question incorrectly in order to subject themselves to the consequence, Gurren says. People want to perform the stunts, which always makes for good TV. Add an unexpected reunion with a family member or a surprise from someone in the past, and the show tugs at your heartstrings. Gurren's also looking to revive the game show Treasure Hunt, which aired in the 1950s, 1970s, and 1980s. An updated version of the series, which Gurren describes as a modern take on the classic shell game, pits three couples against each other as they collect treasure chests, all of which have surprises inside. The team with the most prizes moves on to a quest for $1 million. Uh, that's not like what I pitched it, but sure. The Gurren has partnered with Wink Martindale, Mark Maxwell's Smith and John Ritchie Jr. for Treasure Hunt, which he is shopping to both U.S. and international broadcasters. He'll be pitching Treasure and Truth at this month's MIPCOM International. Gurren's other credits include Shark Tank, Singing Bee, and Weakest Link. Well, that's no surprise. Uh, it didn't get picked up. No network picked up True for Consequences, and I'm going to take a guess it's not because of Phil Gurren. It's more of, I don't see the appeal of the show when you consider every game show stole from it in the last 20 or so years. Also, that was what they wanted for Treasure Hunt? I, I pitched like a fake comedy game show because the, the thing that appealed me to Treasure Hunt was not the luck-based part, it was the silly comedy skits. But okay, but okay, good luck with that. For me, True for Consequences needs to be a show that basically messes with the audience and the audience is self-aware, but also it's a very silly show as well. So, as we're ending this episode of Game Shows, I suppose, I read about daytime talk shows. I read about Ellen. You know, she's hostile to work with, and you hear about, like, James Corden wants to do it. Now, this episode's going out the Wednesday, the first Wednesday of December. Uh, right where game shows, I suppose, would have normally been because, hi, I'm doing the show and then being a hypocrite. Merry Christmas, I'm still doing the show. So I do not know what happened in the last three months. I'm going to take a guess. The show either gets renewed, we all pass over, or Ellen quits the show and the show ends and fall pickup is going to be all rotating hosts until they find the new Ellen. May I personally make the uh, the possibility, maybe... Just hear me out here. You just do True for Consequences as a syndicated game show. It literally is no different than Ellen. It's just you don't have to get celebrities involved to make plugs for their new uh, project. You can make it an hour-long show. You just have to have a team of writers come up with unique concepts. Like, hey, we brought someone's favorite celebrity on there and we surprised them with them. Or... Hey, uh, we decided to just give you a trip right now. You have to leave right now to go to that country. But I didn't get packed. Oh, no problem. Here's your luggage. We already got your luggage from your house, and we already packed it up for you. But what about my boss? We already called your boss and gave him the okay. And that becomes like a funny skit. 
but you have to go right now because if you don't get to LAX in the next 20 minutes, the flight leaves and there's no reimbursement. So go. So it becomes a race against time. That kind of concept seems like a funny true for consequence. Or you do the whole, here's a celebrity doing the plug like it's a daytime talk show, and then immediately go, hey, that's great. No, anyway, I just wanted to just see if, if someone was paying attention. Hey, you, come on up on here. I'll ask you five questions. For each one that you get right, I'll give you $100. If you get all five right, not only do you get 500 bucks, you win this prize. And of course, the celebrity will be in on it. So as they're doing the plug, it's like, uh, oh, what was your favorite thing to do in college? Well, I'm mostly drunk. Let's not kid ourselves. Ha ha ha. All right. So for question one, what was so-and-so's favorite thing to do while in college? That would be a, a true for consequence with the joke being, we have all the time in the world here. Audience, help them out. Come, tell them the answer. So the show at no point has, it, basically the show has fail safes throughout the entire show to make it like a, a, a silly walk down a, a person's path to this one act structure of a show where you can then do any of Ellen's funny games like Ellen's, oops, I yanked the person into a foam brick wall or Ellen's, oops, I fell into a big bowl of gravy or Ellen's, oop, I pushed the button and the whipped cream fell in that person's face. While still following like cool things like, hey, so-and-so did something cool, so here, let's throw $10,000 their way. Or here's so-and-so, they missed their mom. Well, guess what? We flew them here today. Hi, let's talk to them now. Because let's face it, most daytime talk show already steals from True for Consequences. A lot of game shows take the same surprise elements as True for Consequences. True for Consequences pioneered a lot of modern-day television that to just take it back and go, hi, we've done this first, let me show you how we actually do it, and we're making it bigger and better, sounds great. And the, uh, the ambition here with this attempt at True for Consequences is that because the show is successful, and hopefully it's successful, you do a live episode, a live week of shows in True for Consequences, New Mexico with the citizens there, and you continue doing the same kind of silly bits that made the show famous 40, 50 years ago, 70 years ago. Because right now, game shows are in a weird comeback, but this is a show that really could stand the test of time as being just the game show where anything can really happen. You literally could just try and make any game into a challenge and make like fake challenges and go like, hey, yup, you didn't win the get through, so you gotta face the consequence. And for this consequence, you want a million dollars. All you gotta do is carry it from this section of the stage to the other without knocking any of it down. Uh, you have for them, and you only have one attempt at this. Good luck. Any money that falls down is yours law and basically make it like a, a ton of money challenge and then have it be like they have to move the money on a fake like wipe out sweeper arm. So they're jumping, they're wiping out and their money is just flying all over the place. Well, you didn't win the million dollars, but it looks here like you got about seven thousand dollars. That's not bad. Hey, predict the outcome of this challenge. Uh, you do the contract challenge again where you read it, but it's now like. Uh, the first person to uh, kiss their uh, partner gets a thousand dollars. You just gotta make a thousand at this point. You don't have to make fifty or hundred. Just make it a thousand dollars. 
and watch as the fireworks fly all out as weird challenges are created, weird games are played, surprises are done, hey, reunions are done, just like the regular show. And it's a bright, colorful, fun game because now that you have all this technology of Skype calls, you have you have Zoom, you have uh, all this technology and LED lights and, and video monitors, you can use this technology as a tool for silly, strange games. But yes, I think True for Consequences is a very versatile format, one of the original formats, and as it has that reality because it's non-scripted so you see couples yell at each other or you see the host get frustrated because the bit's not working it made for fantastic television and i think it's that element of it's a train wreck waiting to happen is why people were captivated by the show 70 years ago and why i feel like it can work today even as like a live twitch show or something i to me this show Definitely can be rebooted. I don't know if Phil Gurren's pitch was not good enough, but I 100% believe you can see a revival true for consequences. I don't know who should host the show, though. Uh, it, it has to be somebody who is funny, good on the spot, great improv, but also willing to make sure to play every bit as much as possible. Kind of like Howie Mandel, but not. I don't want Howie. A lot of comedy is influenced by this True for Consequences, and a lot of silly has been influenced. But I think you need something that modernizes this format, makes it great, makes it a great audience participation show. And you can make it so even if there is something like, say, a, a deadly COVID thing where everyone's stuck at home, don't know if that's gone yet in December, but knock on wood it is, uh, that... You can do that same kind of annoying stuff that uh, some good news did, you know, Office Gym. Office Gym did that whole, uh, hey, why don't we have the cast of Hamilton perform for this guy on Sky? Yeah, you can do that. In a True for Consequences revival, even if there's COVID, do that. You can do that. All these bullshit people in, in your, your, your James Cordons of the world just doing the shit True for Consequences did a decades and decades and decades and decades ago come on just do this just reboot tree for consequences so that way people go oh that's a ripoff of the show that ripped off true for consequences and then you can finally just say shut the fuck up to these people so in conclusion true for consequences an iconic game show full of surprises and prizes my say they win televisions and they win appliances and trips and cars and like it's game show prizes off dumb ideas <laughs> it's great and i think that's why it should be celebrated even though it's really hard to make as a home game and it's not really a formatted show but other than if you don't know the truth you got to pay the penalty that's it. I mean, I'm pretty sure you can probably sell joke books featuring the questions on True for Consequences. But other than that, and eh, we're good. So that's going to do it for this episode. A weird, fantastic history of a radio show that became a city, that became a TV show, that gave Bob Barker his big break, that became a reboot in the 80s, went nowhere, and is now attempting to be revived in 2012 with no luck. Who knows? 
maybe in 2021 we might see a new True for Consequences. Until then, this is Jordan Haas saying hope all your consequences are good ones. And thank you so much again for donating to Patreon. It means a lot. Until then, big smooch. Bob Barker saying goodbye, hoping all your consequences are happy ones. Goodbye, everybody.